Hello and welcome to the PS Nation SideQuest podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andy, and I'm joined by Wyatt. Hello. And I totally said host instead of party members. That's my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is the PS Nation SideQuest, so I'm talking all about RPGs, anime, other random stuff, live action anime movies, (laughs) a few other things. Anyways, how's it going, Wyatt? Is it really anime if it's live action? I mean, based on an anime. (laughs) Well, based on a manga, but... Yeah. Good, you? I'm doing all right. Other than it's been kind of cold. I mean, cold for Arizona, as in, like, we, we barely got to freezing the other day, so, you know. Yeah. Not like, like that minus 16 or whatever that uh, the Midwest was getting. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's def- been cold here for me, too, but yeah, that's like, it's all relative what that <laughs> means. Yeah, yeah. I almost had to go to New York for a work business trip today, actually, and uh, looks like they're getting a storm now. So I was joking with my the guy who is going in my place. Don't get stuck there, and he's like, oh, "Don't remind me." So hopefully he doesn't get stuck there. Yeah, I'm just thinking like with your relative temperature, if you like the second you get out the plane at New York, you just like free solid. <laughs> yeah, I mean I spent a couple weeks in Reno over the holidays, so. Not like I'm not used to cold. It is nice to only have a light jacket on as opposed to bundles and bundles of layers. Anyway, this this podcast is ostensibly about uh, video games. So uh, why don't we jump into some uh, news? You want to kick us off there? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, start off with uh, big news for me is that uh, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen had another one of its fan fests. Uh, earlier this month, and this one was in Europe, so I did not go to it. <laughs> I, I just what? go to the one in North America. Ah, <laughs> oh. yeah. Um, I gotta fly international for a <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen thing. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but not this time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we also have one that's in Japan coming up next month, but uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to that one either. <laughs> but yeah, okay. so. Um, this they announced some new information for the coming expansion uh most notably that it is coming july 2nd so looking forward to that <laughs> but also uh, a few other confirmed details the it was hinted at that we'd be getting a uh, gunblade job and it has been confirmed that the name of the job is the was it gunbreaker and to the Gundam Breaker? <laughs> uh, not not quite, but uh, but yeah, this one's this is actually a tank job class and not a DPS one. I use a gun slash sword, and they're a tank. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it definitely seems like they said they'll. It's sort of based more like on uh, Final Fantasy VIII's gun blades, where. Uh, it's still just a melee weapon, just you pull the trigger for doing extra damage when you're slashing, unlike the uh, gun blades that the uh, main bad guys use in 14. But, uh, yeah, there's that, there's, uh, they... It's like, it's funny, because a lot of this was, like, known at the North American Fan Fest. It's just they didn't full-on confirm it, but we've also confirmed that we we're getting the Viera, the bunny uh, race, as a new playable race in the expansion 
God, they announced it here, and they haven't even finished it yet. They got to hop to it. Uh, yeah. I, I, well, the hilarious thing was was the um, when they made the con- confirmation announcement, they also they did a joke first where it was um, one of the other races from Final Fantasy twelve. The what was it? The Bagana. I forget how exact how what they're exact called again. But like, there's the more lizardy kind of looking ones. They they made a joke announcement. It was like the new race was like some crossover between the Viera and and that race, and they actually had like uh, concept art. It was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, sounds like sounds like uh, in in Magic right now the world that they're on. There's a, a guild called the Simic that their whole shtick is combining animals together. So like one of the cards in the new set is the Shark to Crab, <laughs> uh, Shark Octopus Crab. Sounds kind of like that. Oh. Lizard Bunny Man. We also, this is not in the expansion, but is actually something that's happening, I believe they said in April, but we got confirmation of the Final Fantasy fourteen fifteen crossover event happening in fourteen because they already it already happened in fifteen. <laughs> and one thing that was definitely confirmed, we're getting the car as a mount. Definitely looking forward to that, especially because you can have other people hop in the mount, so you can just have everyone be, have like a whole party together. <laughs> yeah, you can start your boy band. But yeah, that's about it for the like some the bigger announcements from that. One that was a little old now, but uh, they announced a little while back that uh, there's a new Dragon Ball Z action RPG that's going to come out. So we don't know a whole lot at the moment. I think they've had like just kind of a teaser showing some of the art, and it looks like it's basically following the um, normal story arc from like the anime and manga and stuff. But uh, I don't know, it could be pretty cool. New action RPG. Yeah. And then also, uh, two new characters were announced, and then actually have already come out for Dragon Ball Fighter Z. So um, it says Brawly. It's supposed to be Jiren and Videl were announced, and both came out. And then they've hinted, or I think it got leaked, that there's going to be a different version of Brawly coming as well. So these are all characters part of the second season pass. And um, I don't know. I I always enjoyed Videl in the show. Obviously, she's not, like, super powerful and whatnot, but it was kind of a fun character. So I was almost thinking about buying that DLC, but I just I haven't <laughs> stuck Dragon Ball Fighter Z back in yet. Yeah. I, I just love that it's like, we're announcing, it's like, we're releasing Jiren and Videl. The biggest power like differences you could possibly release. Yeah, yeah. We have normal human who has slightly above average powers for a human, and then Jiren. <laughs> Pretty interesting for uh, fans of the uh, Dragon Ball Z. There, something I've been looking forward to. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is finally coming out. <laughs> Suppose it's they have set a release date for this summer, and uh, I remember that I backed that so long ago. <laughs> yep, but yeah, it's definitely looking forward to some of that uh, 2D Metroidvania action, like 2.5D. Is it? Oh yeah, there is turning. Yeah, 2.5D. <laughs> well, and I thought it was all uh, 3D graphics. Yeah. When it's 3D graphics, but still just completely on a 2D, or just, like, going back and forth, I don't consider it 2.5D. It's only when it's, like, it actually, like, 
moves somewhat in a back and forth direction for some stuff. Okay. Yeah, I know sometimes used in like fighting games where people will call it a 2.5D when it's a 2D fighter but it's 3D art. Yeah. The biggest thing I remember like 2.5D platformer was like Klonoa. <laughs> mhm. I think I remember that being What like... about the, the Mighty Number no. 9? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i'm hoping this doesn't turn out like that <laughs> yeah for so many reasons yeah i mean i hey. definitely was already disappointed when i'm like hey we're making it 3d i'm like no <laughs> i like the 2d art why are you doing this well they did that like smaller 2d game so yeah that at least but the nice thing about mighty number no. nine is it kind of showed capcom that hey there's still people who are interested in the Mega Man series so They've kind of gotten back on uh, making some more of those. It's funny how that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then uh, in more fighting game news, um, Blaze Blue Tag got a few more DLC characters announced the other day at the Evo in Japan. So Teddy from Persona, Naoto from Blaze Blue, Seth from Uniel, uh, Undernight in Birth, and uh, a new game is crossing over with the rest of them. And I know Heart from Arcana Heart will be added as a character. I, I'm just sad that there aren't more Ruby characters getting added. Yeah. I mean, considering that those probably require the most work since they're completely new characters, whereas, you know, Arcana Heart's already a game. They just drag and drop. I mean, obviously there's more to it than that, but uh, they did hint at the end of the uh, trailer that there will be a sixth game now coming soon. So... Lots of speculation as to what that is. Obviously, the speculation ahead of this one was that the Senran Kagura games would be getting put in the game, but uh, obviously it didn't happen yet. It, the The last time they teased a new game coming, they were, I guess they were teasing Arcana Heart, so I don't know. But uh, I'm kind of curious how she's going to fit into the game, though, because Arcana Heart has a very interesting fighting style. Um, you actually pick essentially like a support in addition to your character that changes what one of your buttons does and they can be pretty wild changes like one of them was like a teleport thing so you can add a teleport to your character or like a time stop or stuff like that so there were all these arcana that you could add to essentially give you different combinations and they would unlock different uh combos and stuff depending on what you picked hmm. so curious if she'll have anything like that or if they'll just kind of give her a generic move set that's you know here's her with the heart arcana because that was kind of her you know default one kind of thing so i don't know it'd be funny because the whole cross type battle thing is like you do have a partner so be really I, I doubt they would go to that much work but if they actually like made whoever you picked as the partner change some of her attacks but <laughs> Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. It did seem like they added um, the follow system from Arcana Heart, though, at least, as one of her, like, special moves or something. There was kind of a crazy system in Arcana Heart where one of your buttons would essentially, like, have you jump towards the other character, including if they were, like, way up high on the screen. So sometimes if you watch, like, Arcana Heart videos, there's these crazy combos that are just going all over the place and stuff, so... And the brief bit that she's in the trailer, it looks like she has some ability to do that, so it'll be interesting. Yes. Um, and then, uh, oh, right, some other Square Enix information. Um, so 
interestingly, the uh, Dragon Quest Eleven was announced for the Switch, and uh, this is like announced as like a definitive edition that has some additional stuff in it, like a orchestral soundtrack instead of the MIDI one that was in the PS4 release, as well as an actual like uh, Japanese voiceover, which did not exist in the original release, and. Uh, Square Enix has apparently undecided on whether or not uh, vanilla Dragon Quest XI players will be getting that as a patch or not. Hmm. Um, this is a little disappointing <laughs> to hear them say that, because, uh, yeah, definitely that MIDI soundtrack and uh, lack of a Japanese voiceover were kind of uh, some things that... Um, <laughs> were missed. <laughs> yeah. It'd be kind of crummy if they didn't. I mean, obviously, they're trying to hype up the Switch version, so they want people to buy that version, and if it's like, hey, the version you already bought is also getting it, then that kind of diminishes that. Yeah. But, I don't know. But, I mean, they did, um... What was it? The World of Final Fantasy, the, like, enhanced Switch port, they released that as DLC. For yeah, they the did. Previous game, for the original game, so... It's not like they haven't done it before. I just wish they weren't being so coy about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or maybe they're being coy because they're planning on charging for it and they don't want all the negative press too soon. Yeah. At least it's not unprecedented for them to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, some more release dates for some upcoming games that are an upcoming game that I am excited for, which is uh, Catherine Full Body has been announced will be coming out in the West uh, September 3rd. Um, just came out, I think, the other week in Japan, and we'll be getting it later in the year, so I'm pretty excited for that one. Never did play the original, so probably be giving that one a shot. And it's kind of interesting, obviously it's a t just a remake, but uh, they did add that new character, and there's been a lot of speculation as to who that character is and um, certain other parts, so I'm kind of interested in trying and... Maybe going for the, the new endings and stuff, so that should be pretty cool. Yeah, you going to try out the apparently added competitive mode, was it? Or? Uh, well, we did play the competitive mode a bit back when I was in college and the game came out, so <laughs> I'd be interested. It's a it's become kind of a mainstay at uh, fighting game tournaments. <laughs> like, you'll find some, some people playing that off to the side, and I've watched a few streams, it's pretty crazy, because even though it clearly wasn't made to be a competitive game like that competitive mode is is pretty interesting and there's some very interesting tactics and different ways to uh kind of screw the opponent over or you know come back there's there were some crazy moments in some of the streams i watched so <laughs> yeah i'll be kind of interested to see if that'll kick off that uh competitive mode a little bit more some video game slash anime news uh <laughs> it was uh, the it was announced that there's actually an anime film being produced for uh, Nino Kuni. It seems kind of weird that it's apparently not Studio Ghibli, but as they were not involved in the second game, it's I don't know. It's yeah. <laughs> I guess they're not uh, involved with that series anymore. They're basically just Miyazaki. I mean, obviously they've had a few other. Um, directors kind of produce some stuff for them, but um, and for the most part, it, it's Miyazaki. And if he's not interested in the project, then I guess he probably wouldn't undertake it. So, uh, not I'm, I'm not surprised that it's not Ghibli, but 
At the same time, it would have been nice if it was, since the original was kind of inspired by them and their art style and all that stuff, and they they did uh, assist with it, so I don't know. Well, then, in uh, kind of anime news, but not really, um, the adaptation of Your Name has been given a director. So Mark Webb, who directed uh, 500 Days of Summer, has been announced as the director for the Your Name remake, and they also dropped a few details on it. Notably that uh, the remake will uh, feature a young man living in Chicago and a Native American woman. Um, And I assume that the story will be similar, but obviously the two characters will be uh, changed and then all the cultural stuff around it will be changed. So um, it's kind of interesting when I read that. And then a little bit further down, they revealed that uh, the rights holder, I think Toei in Japan, uh, they actually requested that the adaptation kind of change to not be set in Japan or not feature, um, you know, Japanese kids just because they were, they said if we were going to do that, we would just make it here. So they kind of wanted to see a Western take on it. So um, that'll be kind of interesting. I'm curious how that's going to turn out. Yeah, it's uh, at least nice to hear that the original creators wanted it, or uh, at least rights holders. Yeah. Um, I know we'll talk about it a little bit more, um, considering that we both saw a different uh, anime Western <laughs> adaptation. But uh, there's definitely different ways to go about it as far as how faithful you stay to the source material. And I don't know. It, some people prefer it one way. Some people prefer it the other way. There are definitely some good examples like that. Uh, the adaptation of All You Need Is Kill. Um, it was called uh, Edge of Tomorrow here. They took a fair number of liberties with that, and I thought they ended up with a pretty decent movie. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if uh, your name can can end up being a good adaptation. But definitely one that I'm curious to find out how it ends up. For me, I always like think like, why do an anime in live action? I just never. It's like it, <laughs> it feels like it doesn't need to. That translation doesn't need to happen. But this one definitely doesn't isn't like a lot of really <laughs> far out stuff that's anime does so it d- can definitely work in a live action setting <laughs> i don't know for me i enjoy some of this seeing some of the adaptations just because some of the crazy visuals now that we can approximate a lot of them with cg and stuff like you know not strictly an anime film but uh pacific rim like just such a fun movie and I love the way it looks and I love the way like seeing all of the the Jaegers kind of in live action just you know it makes them seem a little bit more real not that I watch an anime and go oh it's not real but um, there's there's something to be said for seeing some of that stuff in in essentially a realistic uh, way yeah I mean it's funny you mentioned Pacific Rim because I do remember thinking like some of the fight scenes were like or like they were all at night and one was even underwater it's like it made it not not as great to see some of them animated as it wasn't as uh, they weren't uh, it didn't, you weren't like constantly seeing them as much but it's like as as much fault as the second one had I'm glad I was like happy that the like whole final thing was in the daylight yeah well we'll uh we'll see because I think there's still been ruminating the rumors about uh Gundam getting some western live action adaptations so 
Uh, <laughs> at some point, some point, maybe we'll see that happen, and then <laughs> see if, uh, if if we can do a good Gundam. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something we don't talk about. <laughs> the last bit of news is that uh, the Vita is, I guess, finally ending its production. Yeah, the kind of still rumored at the moment, but uh, the rumors are that uh, the production for Vita in Japan will be ending soon. So if you uh, want a backup Vita or something, you better go grab one now. Yeah, I still have my original Vita from launch. <laughs> I had my original Vita from launch, but the battery started not lasting as long, so I switched over. Because I, I bought one of the second model just because I was curious how they were. And I switched over and was using that one as my main one. And I haven't played it recently, but uh, I'll have to bust that out again at some point. Yeah, definitely good place for some RPGs on the go, but I stopped going places, so... <laughs> or at least, when I went places, I was driving, so I couldn't really play it. <laughs> Don't know if Sony will ever throw their head in the handheld ring again. Eh, I'd say never is a little bit too strong of a word, like... Uh, I could see, you know, a few years, someone, they, they have a change of guard, and someone there is like, oh, you know, X is the big new thing, and we're going to try it, and that involves, you know, making a, a handheld or something. Yeah, I, I, I meant to more say that. Yeah, right now, it doesn't feel like it. Because, <laughs> yeah, with them, it definitely, I think VR is more like their second device, so that seems more what they're working on. They've been certainly doing well in that that arena, so that's good. All right, well, I guess we'll move on, and uh, we actually got some uh, some feedback or, or an email from since last episode. <laughs> so uh, this emo e- email is from anonymous hacker Jetta, and it says, "Last warning, you have the last chance to save your social life. I am not kidding. I will give you the I will give you the last seventy two hours to make a payment before I send you the video of you." Okay, this is just a, this is just spam. All right, so let's move on. <laughs> Can't believe you actually read that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got that email, and I was like, I have to bring this up on the podcast. It's too funny. Yeah, just just one of those those spam emails saying that they have compromising videos and all that kind of stuff, and it's like, uh, I think you're sending this to the wrong kind of account here. <laughs> but uh, uh, so we will move on then to uh, what we've been playing. Um, going to start this month, because I actually haven't been playing a whole lot of games. I've been in that kind of, like, funk, where I just haven't felt like playing anything. Um, obviously, there's been a few games that came out that I have wanted to play, but even then, I find myself playing for a few hours, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go watch something, or, you know, it's a board game night kind of thing, and I'll go play board games with my friends or whatever, but uh, um, I have been playing Beat Saber, so the patch came out couple weeks ago or a week ago or something that added uh, the expert plus mode which holy hell is that hard <laughs> um, I've managed to pass two songs so so far which there's like 20 songs in the game now or something like that maybe maybe even less than that so it's it's pretty difficult but uh, I'm slowly working at it you know every other day or every couple days I'll uh, go in and play a little bit and Sometimes I'll practice the song a little bit on slow the slow mode before I try for real. And 
still have some issues because, man, those Expert Plus songs are pretty tough, but uh, it's been fun. And then uh, I talked about it last time, but uh, the new Senran Kagura, uh, Senran Kagura Burst Renewal came out. Uh, I got that for review, and I still haven't <laughs> I haven't finished the review yet, <laughs> obviously, um, but I've been playing a little bit of that here and there, trying to get through it. So this is a remake of the 3DS game Senran Kagura Burst, but uh, remade to be kind of in full 3D, more like the other uh, Vita games. So it's... It's been interesting. I've been enjoying it. Um, I don't know if I'm just kind of burnt out on the series or um, just not in the mood for it, but I haven't... I, I really need to, like, buckle down and <laughs> finish it so I can get the review done. But it's been it's been tough because there's been other things I've wanted to play or watch or whatever. But uh also been playing a bit of Magic Arena. Talked about that last time. Get my uh, card game fix. I don't have to go to the store. It's always pretty nice. And then... Of course, I picked up Kingdom Hearts 3, and I've played maybe like 12 or 13 hours of it at this point. I forget exactly how far along my save file is, but I just finished the uh, Monsters, Inc. world. So, that's been pretty good. I've been enjoying that. Obviously, I'm a fan of the Kingdom Hearts games, and I played the first two and then like one or two of the spinoffs, but I am kind of lost when it comes to the plot. (laughs) Um, yeah. <laughs> at least in the sense that, like, a character will show up and it'll be like, I kind of recognize this character, but who are they again? And then even after they talk for a little bit, it's like, I still don't know who you are. So <laughs> I just kind of watch the scenes going, yep, mm-hmm, yeah, all right. Nording and, and X's in your names and, okay, stuff like that. Got it. <laughs> but I'm enjoying the rest of the game. Obviously, the uh, the combat's pretty fun. Um a little bit kind of mashy XE, but uh, um, there's a whole bunch of like extra moves and stuff. So I feel like half the time I'm not even necessarily mashing X because there's different special triangle moves to do and stuff like that. And the worlds are really cool. Like I really enjoyed the uh, Toy Story world because it it just felt like something out of my childhood. Like <laughs> it looks as good <laughs> as the movie, um, or at least the first movie, and it's pretty crazy. And then. Uh, just the other day, I got in. So this came out a few months ago, Pixel Drug Monsters 2. And I didn't pick it up when it came out digitally because they had the physical version from Limited Run. It was announced like at around the same time. So I ended up picking that up, and I finally got that just a couple days ago. So um, I've only played the first you know, six levels or that, but uh, that's kind of like a fun little game to kind of pop in and just play a couple levels and then go do something else. So uh, hopefully I can get through that a little bit more and work on, you know, 100% some levels and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, fun little tower defense game. So that's pretty much it for, uh, video games. I've been playing, obviously all the board games like usual, but, uh, what about you, Wyatt? Yes. Well, I also picked up kingdom hearts three. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) What? (laughs) And, um, yeah, I've, I have beaten it. And I, it, God, I still don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> it's just, it's really weird because I'm sure some of it's just like it's been so long. Like, uh, how could it ever live up to expectations? But also, like, the game was shorter than mo- I feel like most of the other games, and it just, I don't know, that threw me off as well. And 
How long did it take you to beat it? So, you know, a game came out on a Tuesday, and uh, I had beaten it on that Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> With, I mean, like, like, how many hours? Yeah, yeah, no, I was, yeah, I was getting, I was, uh, had a playtime of 29 hours, and my character was, like, only level 38. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, <laughs> I was definitely, like, I felt like I was, like, I know I was powering through the story at the beginning because, like, I kind of wanted to get to what, like, the kind of classic halfway point of a Kingdom Hearts game, except it felt like that halfway point was the ending. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, well, I'm at the end. I guess I kind of want to know what happens, and then, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it just mm, felt... I, I wish it was longer. And, I mean... Definitely had fun with the combat. I was really glad what they did was, like, instead of the previous games where it's, like, you go to a Disney planet and you can put the character from that world in your party, but you'd have to, like, remove Donald or Goofy. They let you have, like, you know, Sora, Donald, Goofy, and then the additional characters from that world in your party. So everyone's on the field. That was definitely a nice improvement. Um, But... I don't know. It's it, with. Did you get the uh, the extra ending or whatever? The yeah, true I got ending? the the secret ending. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to say it out? No. Um. But yeah, it's with the smaller section of worlds. It also was like the number of them that like followed the original storyline was like halfish kind of, and it was like. I, don't really like it when they just follow the movie beat for beat because then it's like why why didn't i just watch the movie <laughs> well and they didn't even do do it beat for beat because like i've already done the tangled world and i haven't seen tangled <laughs> and you remember this because we were talking about it um i'm playing that world and i'm like get part way through and i get a cutscene and i'm like what what's going on here and you're like oh yeah that was kind of a reveal in the movie that they didn't put in the game yeah they d- they uh, i don't they skipped over some large chunks of the movies. Like, it. Like, I think it's, like, Tangled, Frozen, and Pirates are the worlds that follow their storylines to the T. Uh-huh. And I know you haven't gotten to Pirates, but it, it follows the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And they skip over large chunks. <laughs> like, yeah. Very. Not to mention the third movie is kind of, like, follows up immediately after the second movie. And if you didn't watch the second movie, you're going to be very lost. <laughs> I was just... Mm, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I think Tangled was the best because the first part of it, you're sort of, like, following Rapunzel. Is like, she's just, you know, getting out of the tower and exploring outside world which that was like fun at the beginning but then yeah the later half skipped over large chunks and Mm -hmm. yeah but um yeah i mean toy story was a really fun world especially with the intro cutscene and the which was like square enix massively self-referencing itself yeah that was (laughs) awesome like i remember one of the things is like the I thought I remember this being billed as, like, the, like, big culmination of, like, a lot of the story threads that between, like, all the games and spinoffs and everything, and 
it is, but it also, I don't know, I not entirely like the way that it ended. Hmm. But I don't necessarily want to go into that too much, too much more detail right now. Yeah, I need to finish it. And uh, I was joking with um, Michael from the main cast on Twitter about uh, doing a spoiler cast for it. So if that's something listeners would be interested in, tweet at uh, the first MJC and <laughs> tell them that you want that or tweet at us or whatever. And if anyone's interested in a, a Kingdom Hearts spoiler cast, I will try to power through the story and get to get to the ending. I guess that's where I'll leave off. I'm talking <laughs> Kingdom Hearts for now. But, um, oh, I'll just say that, I mean, I commented on, like, yeah, it, there are a lot of the story threads that come together, and they come together from every Kingdom Hearts game that has come out since. Even the oh, mobile games. Even, like, the mobile game. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, do watch a video or two on the history of Kingdom Hearts games if you are not familiar with them. I did do that. I watched, like, a half-hour video that was... You know, here's the story so far, but there's just something different between playing the games and a twenty or a thirty minute condensed version because you know they don't they only have so much time to get into certain things and several of the mo- the videos actually all the ones I watched came out before the game came out so they don't know exactly which plot threads are important which ones aren't. I mean, obviously some of them are are clear. You know, okay, Roxas and Sora are going to be important, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I will say uh, one thing about the mobile game is that uh, there's a very definite reference to the mobile game in one of the fights in, like, the last area that was was not expecting, and I, I did really like what they did with that for having that uh, happen in the middle of the battle. Huh. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, I guess, other games I managed to get in playing while I was playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Um, Did play, obviously, some more Final Fantasy XIV. Really? (laughs) I know, go figure. (laughs) Um, I got my... I leveled up my monk job to max level, so just one more... One, another cl- or job done while I try to get them all to max level by the time the expansion comes out. Uh, and then you could do it all over again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, God, I still find it, I I used to not care. Like I just like do a couple of jobs that I was interested in. It was only when they released um, the crossover with Garo, where it was like to get. Uh, certain rewards from it you actually had to like get a whole armor set and equip it and you could only be level 60 to equip it so I was like well I guess I'm leveling everything to 60 because I'm a goddamn completionist (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah so then I'm like well I've got everything to 60 might as well get them all to 70 but you don't have blue mage to 60 (laughs) yeah that that thing that's impossible to do (laughs) that was the point (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the um, they also released. Well, it's funny I mentioned that Garo because that was tied to the PvP. And in their newest patch, they actually released a new PvP map for their kind of MOBA-like uh, game mode, <laughs> which uh, played a few more rounds of that. 
because of that release. And, uh, yeah, it, I do really, it is fun playing that because the whole, like, you're in, uh, like, you're, it's like the, like, two masses of teams, as well as the fact that you get to, like, summon mechs to fight with. It's, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, to be clear, you say you're playing Final Fantasy fourteen, but you're actually just playing Mahjong the whole time, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just about to get to that, because, like, <laughs> my, my the group of friends that I'm playing with, we've kind of have like a Friday night, ma, uh, Friday mahjong night now in Final Fantasy fourteen. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all. Like all I see on our Discord channel is just, hey, here's this mahjong hand. Hey, here's this cool thing that happened in mahjong. But yeah, so because apparently it, uh, the mahjong type is more Japanese mahjong than Chinese as I have apparently been finding out from people. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know about these differences, but in in Chinese Mahjong, it's like, so long as you get a valid hand, you win that, that hand, and you can move on. But in Japanese, mm-hmm. you actually have to, like, have a hand that meets one of, like, the certain scoring conditions. And... So then it's just like you it's not don't actually want to like totally brute force just to like having like the each part of a valid hand you actually need to plan it out and yeah so that's been a learning experience <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah um it's uh, basically been it for 14 PVP and mahjong that's the things that I totally play an MMO for right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then, uh, Monster Hunter World released their crossover with The Witcher 3, so I, pl- uh, spun that up, and, uh, didn't know exactly the details going into it, and so, apparently, when you actually play through, there, there's a single player component to it, and you actually, like, legitimately just play as Geralt, you don't, it's not like you're, like, playing alongside him like you actually switch characters to him huh weird and so like i haven't played the witcher series that much i know people talk about three being great i always think i want to try it but i'm I'm also that person that likes to play game series from the beginning and i did originally try to play witcher one i think even before three came out but just could not get into their combat system and I know it's changed in 3, but I still go back and forth about playing from the beginning and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, that game is huge, and I have a big enough backlog as it is. But, um, so, you know, it definitely seems like they changed some UI stuff um, when you were playing as him, which is neat, because I know they did that with the Final Fantasy fourteen crossover. Um... It, it it was funny though, it was like because you're like walking around the open world, like trying to track this monster that came from his world, and like as you like collect some of the different items, like he'll actually comment like, "Oh, I wonder what kind of potions I can make with this herb." <laughs> so it was just that was like fun little details. Um, and then uh, yeah, I know there's the it's like after you like fight the monster in the single player, there's a harder version for multiplayer but I haven't gotten around to tackling that one yet. There's always a harder version for <laughs> multiplayer. Yeah, That's like Monster Hunter's MO. Yep. 
But um, so yeah, I've been played that, um, and then uh, played a bunch of demos. <laughs> <laughs> Because betas, er, yeah, unquote. betas. Well, one was a demo. God, this the yeah. So I'll just the anthem demo slash beta came out, and I played some of that. Um, because I like looter shooters, and but yeah, um, and being Iron Man, yeah. Uh, so I had some fun with Anthem. Their their beta. Well, they listed it as a demo, but it was definitely a beta, and there were definitely some hiccups. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily know exactly how much of that is fully ironed out for the full release. Um, but it was definitely... What I d- did enjoy was, like, you know, like, each suit has, like, two powers as well as, like, two different guns you can equip. And I liked the shorter cooldowns on their powers, so it's like I could actually like use them a lot more quickly. Like even one power I really liked for the, I think it's the storm javelin, um, was like a rapid fire ice blast, which then came off cooldown pretty quickly too. Um, it's like I could, I felt like I was actually like using that as my main weapon instead of like actually like relying on the guns as much. So it's like I f- it was like I could actually like pack a gun that did more damage, but didn't necessarily have the ammo to sustain being the primary weapon. So I definitely mm-hmm. like that it you can me- like customize in that way. And I'm so I mean, but I don't know. The enemies felt generic or not that great to play against. But I don't know. It's just a demo. That one I'm on the fence on. I know a couple friends are getting it, so I mean, the whole reason I could stand des- playing Destiny was that I was playing it with friends too. So, I'm we'll see on that one. But uh, I know the one thing that seemed annoying to me was the whole going back to town in order to change your weapons. Yeah, that is definitely not ideal. But I mean, I'm used to that in like from in Warframe too, because like in Warframe you definitely choose your loadout before you go. They made in Warframe too. Yeah, oh, I thought they were still in the first Warframe. Oh, <laughs> nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways, uh, continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it definitely, it was definitely a problem in the beta because you're getting used to everything i i could see it being a little easier as you get as you get used to the game and used to what kind of uh loadouts you want to use against enemy types it's it's definitely not perfect but it definitely there is something to be said about like actually like picking a loadout with your team and like you know actually like having to stick with that for the strategy but Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely can see people not being thrilled with it. Um, then, also, this one was actually labeled as a beta, which, thank God, they they did that because it was. Um, but Division 2 also had one. And I, I never played the first Division, because like, I didn't really see people on my list as interested in it. And 
I was like kind of interested to see what it was like, but now after playing it, I'm like, I don't really think I'm interested in it. <laughs> I don't know if like it's what like it's neat that you're like actually exploring DC and whatnot. I'm, I can definitely see that as an appeal for some people, but I think like Josh, <laughs> yeah, and and Josh, but between Destiny and then like especially Warframe. Like, I feel like I'm just spoiled with, like, sci-fi neat guns and just playing the Division with, like, just basic guns. It just felt too generic. (laughs) I knew there were, like, Mm -hmm. like, you got some gadgets, but I don't know. Even then, it didn't feel as neat. Like, I I definitely can see some people more liking liking it more like that, but wasn't really clicking for me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Um, and then, also, they released a Devil May Cry 5 demo, which was fun to play. Um, getting back into that series, which, uh, <laughs> I, it was a short demo, but I definitely had problems playing it. Not because of the game itself, but because I'd been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts obviously the jump (laughs) and attack buttons are definitely in different places between those games and i was pressing all the wrong buttons (laughs) i hate that (laughs) but yeah um also the demo was for nero gameplay and i mean i played four but i'm definitely more used to dante's gameplay and so i was like i some of the muscle memory for playing Devil May Cry was like trying to do da- some of Dante's combos, which aren't necessarily the same for Nero. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what like it was neat to try out his new mechanic with his whole like robotic arm switching and using, and uh, it was uh, so it was nice to try that out. One of the things that was great was I don't know if I how on purpose or an accident I did it, but. One of his arms, I managed to shoot out, and then as because it acts like a rocket fist, and then I managed to jump on top of it and ride it. And that seems like the kind of thing <laughs> Devil May Cry would put in there as a mechanic. Yeah, no, I mean, no mechanic. I just don't know if I did the button presses intentionally or uh, accidentally. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so that just was like, yes, just I need this game. <laughs> I mean, I knew I was going to buy the new Devil May Cry game anyway, but that just was like, yes, thank you. Thank you for this <laughs> sweet action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was fun. And then um, lastly, uh, I, as I talked about last time, I was like, started like getting back in, really getting back into playing Warframe to like try to take on some of its... Uh, more in-game bosses and uh yeah definitely managed to grind out the reputation to start fighting the giant robot spider in the uh venus open world which has i really enjoyed the storyline for that fight because like they they present the boss fight in like four different phases and then like later on you can like the actual boss fight is just the last phase but like the the first three phases are sort of like setting up, trying to like hack the satellite so you can actually defeat the boss and like figuring out how to like damage its shields and like it, it the storyline for the whole setup just like I, I don't it was just really 
neat to like sort of plan this whole thing out and then execute it. So, and then, um, see, so yeah, I've been doing that, and then also started, finally started, like, actually crafting some amps to take on the Eidolons in the, uh, Cetus, so, figuring, trying to do those boss fights now has, uh, been int fun fi figuring out those fights and how not to die in them. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. It the one nice thing about those fights is like like I went into it like because I knew I wasn't necessarily as geared to like go into them, like I was like nice to like I picked Oberon to play a more support role so I could just sort of keep everyone alive and like the people who like had the gear for doing damage and knew exactly how to do it could I could let them do it and I could just focus on like learning while keeping them alive, so that was neat. Um, and then, yeah, it about does it for me. Cool. Well, uh, it's kind of a short what we've been playing, but uh, we will take a quick break and then come back with what we've been watching and uh, Anime of the Month. jump right into what we've been watching. Um, I've been watching a lot recently, actually. Um, so, uh, real quick, not a ton on the anime front. Um, mostly just watching some of the same shows I talked about last time from the new, the current season. So, um, the Kaguya um, has been really good. I've been really enjoying that one. That's kind of the rom-com about the two students who refuse to confess their love, but they're trying to get the other one to confess. But some really hilarious episodes of that, and it kind of kind of got a lot of press for one of the endings uh, a couple weeks ago, because they had a pretty cool dance ending that uh, everyone liked. What? Huh? Uh, just that... Okay. Surprising. What? The dance ending? Didn't you yeah. see it? No. I keep meaning to watch it. I've actually... I've watched the first episode of it, finally, but I keep meaning to watch more of it, but... Yeah, I just, I know when I had watched it, I knew people talked about it. I didn't realize it was going to be that fast-paced. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those, um, I don't know if it's based on a four-coma or what the this format is. It's probably not a four-coma because it's a little bit too long for that. But every episode's split into three parts, so there's three, like, different little, uh, like, vignettes in each episode. So they, they do go by pretty quick, but uh, I don't know. They've all been pretty good. I've enjoyed them so far. A lot of um, kind of scheming and, and back and forth, and then there's a third character who's a little bit clueless, and she tends to 
mess up plans and stuff like that by accident sometimes. And uh, the most recent episode just introduced a fourth character. So, pretty cool stuff. Um, the quintessential quintuplets is still pretty good too. Uh, this other rom-com, uh, more harem style. And I actually, <laughs> I was enjoying the anime enough, and I got an ad for the manga on um, uh, Bookwalker app. I ended up buying the manga and reading ahead in the manga. So, um, I, I still enjoyed it, obviously. I read, like, four volumes of the manga, and I doubt the TV show went that far, but, uh, pretty cool stuff. Pretty enjoying that. Um, and another one that I kind of read ahead in the manga <laughs> was The Rising of the Shield Hero. Um, spoilers. Spoilers, yeah. Um, that one's also been really good. I've been enjoying the the anime adaptation of that. It's kind of interesting to see where some of the things are going because obviously that one's a little bit more uh, story based than some of the rom coms and stuff. But uh, um, I was mostly kind of interested because the opening seems to have a lot of spoilers in it, and I was like, I wonder what they're hinting at. And so then I ended up reading reading ahead in the manga to find out. <laughs> so should be interesting. And I also found out today because I didn't realize that. This will actually be a 25-episode series instead of just, like, a 12-episode series. So that'll be good. That means they'll be able to adapt a decent amount of the manga. Yeah. I'm curious what is going to happen with it going forward because they've definitely, like, up until now, it's definitely been some, like, information about what his status is. But we spent a couple, like, an episode now which is just sort of, I don't know, routine, so I'm curious mm. when they're going to shake it up again. Yeah. The, they definitely shake it up a lot, and um, one of the things that interested me was just how quickly they kind of got into the story. Like, I think it was already the third episode when they were doing the first wave, and it's like, wow, that was really quick for, you know, just a few episodes, and they're already in, like, one of the big major fights, but... Uh, um, they kind of continue with a pretty good pace in the manga, so I imagine the anime will follow suit. And I don't think there will be too often that you'll go an episode where it seems, like, too routine. But, yeah. I don't know, we'll see. I mean, I can kind of understand where they were, like, had an episode where it was, like, there were Reese, or they were I don't know, establishing, I guess, sort of the dynamic with the new person and whatnot, but... Yeah. Yeah, so I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious... I'm hope I'm hoping that their pacing doesn't get too off rails with the anime. Yeah. You mean new character is in the bird girl who's best girl? <laughs> I will say yes, the bird girl. I don't know about best girl yet, but you've read <laughs> ahead, so <laughs> yeah, she's pretty awesome. Um, one that is a little bit more routine that I'm still watching is Sword Art Online. That is consistently like the same thing over and over again right now. <laughs> They've kind of gotten into arc where it's just like, hey, battle, 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 with a little bit in between, and also a recap episode. It's been all right. It's been it's been sword art, and sword art is sword art. And of course, uh, reincarnated as a slime has been pretty good. I was also that one is interesting because I feel like it's the opposite of Shield Hero in that they do a whole bunch of build up and then nothing comes of it, and then a bunch more build up and then nothing comes of it. It's like it seemed like they kept hinting at this is going to be the new storyline, and then finally, after you know four episodes of not a whole lot going on, and it's like, oh, by the way, here's the actual baddie of this arc, and then they deal with it in like 
half an episode. You're like, what the hell? So yeah, the one has definitely gone sort of back and forth. Yeah, in terms of yeah, because <laughs> definitely like the last two big fights were just sort of like resolved <laughs> right o- fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if the last one, like, it was, he was definitely not a match for it and was, like, struggling, but then they just sort of kind of had a ace up their sleeve that worked out. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm also just disappointed that, again, they made some monsters just look like humans again. (laughs) Apparently, when they evolve, they end up looking like humans. But only the females <laughs> for the lizard tribe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was like, what? Poor Gabiru. <laughs> I mean, I don't exactly pity him that much. <laughs> it's true. Everything that happens to him is his own fault. I don't know. I've still been enjoying it, but it's definitely been kind of back and forth. And it seems like the current arc is going to be kind of more going into some spoiler stuff. As far as what happened in the middle of the show, so I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. Um, and then the promised Neverland, and I still am going to not say anything because I feel like going into that one completely blind is the best way to go into it. But I will say it has been very good. That has been an excellent show. Um, a lot of intrigue, a lot of interesting plot lines. They do kind of sometimes hype up the ending of each episode to be like. Ooh, big cliffhanger, and then you watch the next episode, and you're like, oh, okay, that's how they resolved it. But uh, other than that, I feel like it's been been excellent. And then, outside of anime, I uh, saw the second Lego movie, which was pretty good. I don't think it was... it Overall, I don't think it was as good as the first one. I think some of the jokes were better. I think I laughed a little bit more. But as far as, like, the heart and the story and everything, it just wasn't quite there as much for me. I mean, still good overall. Um, and I think the biggest thing was the fact that there wasn't... The the new, like, catchy song wasn't as catchy as the first one, which, you know, everything is awesome, so... I mean, <laughs> definitely hard to... Yeah. Through lightning in a bottle twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, been watching Star Trek Discovery Season 2, which has also been excellent. Um, I was a little bit on the fence going in, and the first few episodes of the first season were kind of... I was back and forth, and then they slowly got into an arc, and I was like, this is interesting. But this season especially, they've had a lot more, like, Star Trek-feeling episodes. And I, it's one of those things I've been thinking about recently, like, what exactly is Star Trek? Because to me, there's, like, a very Star Trek quality to something. And several episodes from the season have had that, where it's just like, oh, this is, like, quintessential Star Trek episode. Like, one of them, there's an episode where they um, end up in a a remote part of the galaxy, and they find uh, a human settlement on there, and that was just, that that felt Star Trek to me. Probably because I think they've done that before, (laughs) like that plot. (laughs) Um, In fact, I know they have because Voyager found freaking, uh, uh, what's her name, Amelia Earhart in the the Delta Quadrant. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, there's an episode where they, like, land on a planet... And they find a bunch of humans, and one of them is uh, Amelia Earhart. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Never did watch Voyager. 
<laughs> yeah, Voyager has its moments. Also has seven of nine, but uh, I mean, has its moments. Um, but yeah, Discovery's been pretty good. They, they've obviously been kind of keeping a, a season-long story going in the background, but they've also had a lot of those kind of like one-shot episodes that feel very Star Trek to me. So it's been kind of balancing what people want out of a modern show with a classic kind of Star Trek show, and I've I've been enjoying it a lot, been enjoying the characters and, and whatnot. There's one thing that bothers me, but it could be kind of a spoiler to say it, so I'm not going to, but uh, um, it's just a small, small thing, so... And kind of in the same vein, uh, the Orville season two has also been in my watch list each week as new episodes come out, and that's been decent. I'm still not sure if it's trying to be a parody or if it's trying to be an homage or what, but uh, I mean, it's been enjoyable nonetheless. They did lose one of my favorite characters, and they basically like wrote in kind of the same character, but not exactly, and. Mm. Um, so I don't know about that. I, I feel like it was probably one of those things where they were like, oh, shoot, uh, this actress is leaving. Um, okay, she'll leave at the end of this episode, and then next episode, someone from the same race and same gender and a very similar character will take her place. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's one way Maybe. to deal with, I guess, a uh, casting issue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it seems odd that they wouldn't have, like, figured that out you know, before the second season, like in between seasons, but instead it was like, you know, four episodes into the second season. But I don't know, things come up, I guess, in, in the acting world. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, been been pretty interesting other than that. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you're unsure, because I, I actually wanted to ask you, like, what that show was like in relation to Star Trek. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I see the commercials, and I'm like, wait, I... It seems serious in the some of the commercials, but it's like I thought this was like a comedy or what? It's it's very clearly inspired by Star Trek. Like, there's no two ways about that. It's it's literally like Seth Rogen. I think his name is is that his name or is it something else? But like he's Barlin? just like, hey, Star Trek, and then not, but not Star Trek. Like very similar in almost every regard. Yeah, um, you mean, just just Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane, thank you. I'm like wrong, Seth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> completely wrong set. Um, so they, they definitely try to poke fun at it at times. And I have laughed at it um, a fair amount where they'll do something that's clearly meant to like make fun of something that Star Trek does. But they also, most of the storylines are fairly serious and um, most of the character beats are pretty serious. So they, they kind of, that's why I'm like, it's, it's weird because they seem to be towing that line between completely a parody and completely, or just an homage. So, kind of hard to to get a beat on it. Some episodes are seemingly more about being funny, and some of them are more about being, you know, an homage. Uh, and then the other day, I watched a very interesting thing on Netflix called Behind the Curve. <laughs> so, one of my recent pastimes um, is watching flat Earth videos on YouTube. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like I am just. Uh, enthralled with the fact that there are people who think the earth is flat and it's become like a thing that I just do like, you know, a few times a week as I'll watch some videos about it. At at the moment, I'm mostly watching people who are debunking other videos. So from the side of like, here, let's watch this video. And then I'm going to explain all the places they're wrong, but it's still fascinating to me. And so 
Behind the Curve is a documentary about the Flat Earth movement, um, specifically Mark Sargent, who is one of the major kind of flat earthers out there. Um, but they get into a few other people. They get into a few other kind of places. Uh, it Near the end, they cover um, a Flat Earth conference from a couple years ago. Uh, so it's a very interesting documentary. They <laughs> they definitely come at it from a, a place of we're not going to make fun of these people. Like some of the YouTubes that I watch are definitely, hey, let's make fun of these idiots. Um, and I think to the credit of this documentary, they don't do that. But they let a lot of these people hoist themselves by their own petard. So um, there's some pretty funny moments where it's like, here's what we're going to do in this experiment. We're going to prove that the Earth is flat by doing this. Oh, shoot, that proved the Earth was wrong, round. Um, well, actually, we did the test wrong, so that's why the, the, the result came out wrong and stuff like that, where they're, they're purposely like editing it in such a way that <laughs> you're seeing them saying something and then exactly the opposite happened <laughs> kind of thing. So it's, it's kind of funny from that respect. Um, but a pretty interesting documentary if you have you know an hour and a half and you're you're curious about how uh, how this thing goes you can you can watch a documentary about the flat earth uh and then the other thing i started doing i can't remember if i had started it before the last episode or not but uh with avengers endgame coming up and there being i don't know like 10 weeks left at this point or there were there were more than that obviously when i started but i started rewatching all of the mcu movies which is quite an undertaking, given that there's 20 of them at this point. But uh, I've been going, you know, one or two a week, whenever I find time or, or whatnot, just pop in one and, and watch it. And uh, I gotta say, there's kind of a lot of the older movies that I would think back and go, oh, that movie wasn't that great. But almost every movie in the series is at least entertaining. Like, even uh, The Hulk, even Thor The Dark World, like... Almost all of them, I'm watching them, I'm going, I'm enjoying this. Like, some of them aren't great. Some of them are clearly better than others. The The first Iron Man definitely holds up. Like, that movie is fantastic. Uh, the first Avengers is great. Love that movie. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm right at Avengers uh, Ultron right now in my rewatch. So, uh, coming up to that one, which is, again, another one that um, I recall being kind of ho-hum on. But... Uh, if it's going to be like the rest of them, it's probably going to be one that I'm going, okay, I'm enjoying this. So pretty good, pretty good rewatch. I'm clearly in time, trying to time it so that I finish the rewatch right as uh, Endgame comes out. Kind of get that uh, last bit right there. I'll, I'll have to figure out what I'm going to do about Captain Marvel, though. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to ask, are you going to rewatch that? <laughs> I mean, when uh, Infinity War came out... Uh, Black Panther was still in theaters, so <laughs> if if the same thing happens here, maybe Ca- Captain Marvel will still be in theaters, and I can just like go to the theater again and watch it. Yeah, Which, I remember though. Also, like some theaters, I think actually like showed all of the Marvel movies back to back, leading into Endgame. <laughs> yeah, that would be quite. The, <laughs> yeah, or I can just... do two movies a day. Maybe three. Um, I've been doing it more like two a week and splitting them up. So, like, I'll watch one over the weekend and one on, like, like a Wednesday night or Thursday night kind of thing. But, yeah, watching 20 movies back-to-back would be quite quite the challenge. <laughs> well over a day, I'm pretty sure. 
In fact, definitely because, you know, most of them are like two hours long. So you're talking 40 hours there. But, uh, but yeah, I've been enjoying that, going through all those old movies. And kind of. it's also kind of funny seeing some of the uh, plot lines that, you know, maybe they were thinking about doing and then dropped or um, – more interestingly, some of the places where they did tie in things, like I always forget that Hawkeye is in the first Thor, <laughs> <laughs> or that uh, Black Panthers or not Black, um, Black Widow shows up in Iron Man Two. It's like, oh right, they actually like planted a lot of these seeds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I meant to ask. So I mean, it doesn't seem like you did it, but I'm I guess you didn't try to weave in Agents of Shield in between <sighs> oh, movies. <God. laughs> I would have loved to. And especially when I got to uh, Winter Soldier, and I was like, oh, man, this was like such a great turning point for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But, I don't know, adding in, what, six seasons, seven seasons of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would be tough. Especially because I don't know the Blu-rays for them. I guess they're probably all on Netflix, aren't they? I think they are. But they, they only put like the first two or three seasons on Blu-ray, and then they stopped. So I have the first couple seasons as well as the first season of uh, Agent Carter. But they stopped putting them on Blu-ray after that, so I don't have copies of them. So I'd have to rely on um, another service to get them. and That requires work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Googling is so hard. Yeah. Plus, it's hard to remember exactly where everything fits in. Like, uh, Thor the Dark World, they had a, 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 some references to that. And I don't remember exactly where in that season it... it drops in so that would probably again require some research and stuff probably an easy google but <laughs> yeah. i'm lazy and it's pretty easy just to pop in a movie a couple days a week <laughs> yeah and then one that i'd been kind of interested in seeing that came out uh, last weekend was uh battle angel alita or as they're calling it over here alita battle angel <laughs> well that's yeah. <laughs> what? I was just say it's like, that's definitely what they're calling it over here. Uh, I was, like, looking into it. Like, Alita's not even her name in Japanese. Oh, really? Yeah. But I, I know the adaptations of it over here before now have called it that. So they yeah. must have changed her name then for the adaptations in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that part later. Yeah, but uh, um, saw that over the weekend and was pretty good. I mean, I I have not read the manga or seen the anime, so I'm not familiar with um, the source material. So I was kind of going in blind. And overall, I thought it was a really good adaptation. Um, The plot was pretty brisk. The visuals were fantastic. Um, I loved some of the fight scenes. Um, There's a fight scene during a race that's really cool. And a bunch of, like, smaller ones and a few other places. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, some of the dialogue occasionally felt a little bit weird and clunky. But um, overall, I thought it was a really good movie. I don't know. Yeah, I also saw it and was like... I don't know. I was kind of torn. Like, I enjoyed some parts, but... I don't know. It's like... Like, I definitely enjoyed... Like, the the motorball action scene was definitely the highlight. Yeah. But then it was like they had action scenes after that that just didn't quite measure up. And it was like <laughs> it felt like they were still trying to, like, go higher. But then it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
God, like there's there's like like a rematch like right at the end that it just has like no consequences because she's kind of changed by that point and like I don't know it felt like that should have been more dramatic than that but I don't know yeah I feel like they could they were having trouble figuring out how to end it because like watching it it felt like there was a very clear point where they were going to end it and then it kind of went on for a little bit longer and then a little bit longer and then I thought they were going to end it and then they had like four extra scenes after that where you're like oh they're trying to do like a sequel tie-in and you're like, mm, now all of a sudden it it doesn't quite. I don't know. Like yeah. they definitely near the end there's a little bit of like, oh, I kind of want more, but at the same time, I can tell that you're trying to end it. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I'm not exactly thrilled with where they decided to end it. <laughs> but yeah, there's the plot is definitely rushed or packed or whatever. Because apparently, like. Um, I haven't read the manga, but I lo- I was I looked up a little bit of it, and apparently, the first volume of the manga dealt with her becoming a hunter warrior. Mm-hmm. The second volume dealt with uh, Hugo or Hugo as is his name and what whatever they changed. Yeah, names. not not the worst name change, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so then like the whole second episode, the uh, second volume dealt with him. I mean, I, I'm assuming he got some introduction in the first volume but um and then in the third volume was when she uh was like joining mortarball so mm-hmm. they definitely like blended those three volumes yeah and yeah definitely some parts didn't quite work out like uh <laughs> one, one thing that still is like was like weird was like hugo at one point like when she's fighting when uh the Garishka when he's gotten an upgrade that he mm-hmm. recognizes and then he's like he kinda seems to be having second thoughts, but then still seems to trust somebody else. Mm-hmm. When I'm just like, wait, why did you convince her to play motorball if you were seemed to be having second thoughts in that previous scene? I don't know. It, well and the motorball thing was also kinda funny because they made it very clear that the doctor did not care for motorball. He had had bad experiences with it in the past. And then when she wants to do it, all of a sudden he's there helping her. And there was not even a scene of, like, her trying to convince the doctor. It was just like, oh, hey, he's helping her suit up now. I'm like, that doesn't quite jive with everything we've seen so far. But I don't know. This is – apparently it took, took them 20 years to make this movie. Not, like, actually 20 years, but – it's something that um, James Cameron has been working on, like, on and off for 20 years, and then only in the last couple of years he finally kind of got the project off the ground. I've, yeah, I've always heard about this at some point, and then it actually yeah. finally happened. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's – I thought overall it was decent, like, pretty good, actually, and uh, I would definitely recommend it. I'm, I'm kind of hoping they make a sequel so I can see what happens, <laughs> although – I guess I could just you know, watch the anime or read the manga to find out what happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it would be reading the manga. The anime, which I actually watched, like, a couple days after I watched the movie, okay. uh, was just, like, a two-episode OVA, which, like, the first episode was, like, the first volume, and the second episode was the second volume. Ah, okay. Which you can definitely see a lot of <laughs> parallels to the movie. Mm-hmm. But... I was, I was going to say, yeah, in the second volume, when they were dealing with the Hugo's 
character like that in the OVA I felt like it was handled a lot better just than compared to how it was in the movie mm-hmm. so yeah that's I feel like I don't know the movie rushed some of that especially because from what I remember hearing was like James Cameron was like really inspired by the motorball stuff in the manga which is yeah. why he really wanted that in the movie which is, I think, why they kind of rushed to get all three volumes in there instead of maybe just doing the first two. Mm-hmm. Might have been paced better that way, but yeah. I could see it. It seems like a very James Cameron thing. Because, <laughs> you know, James Cameron doesn't do what James Cameron does for James Cameron. <laughs> Sorry, some <laughs> South Park. <laughs> the, the James Cameron South Park episode is hilarious. I love that episode. <laughs> Yeah, that it was like I remember hearing that somewhere and I did not remember where. <laughs> they have the whole like song that's playing whenever he's in the little submarine when he's in the ocean depths trying to raise the bar. <laughs> that I remember. <laughs> him him raising the bar is the one thing I remember from the yeah. episode. <laughs> it was just a I just love that episode. <laughs> um But yeah, so Battle Angel Alita. What else have you been watching? Well, um, in term, another anime movie that I just very recently watched was a um, uh, new Gundam NT movie or Gundam narrative. Uh, this is a movie actually takes place in the Universal Century timeline, the original and biggest timeline for the Gundam universe, and uh, this actually takes place like a about a year after Gundam Unicorn, which is still, like, my favorite Gundam series, I think. And, um, I enjoyed what some of the stuff they did. This follows, like, some new characters. It doesn't, like, pick up with Menager Links again. But, um, it's... So the story itself is kind of self-contained, but it does deal with some of the... Like, this... One of the big things is, like, the... Like, in Unicorn, like, there was the RX-0 Unicorn, or White Unicorn, and then the also the Black Lion, which were, like, sort of similar units. And in this one, there's the third brother of that line, the Phanex, which is a bright, or a nice, shiny gold-looking version of it. With oh, a couple nice. So of, they, can, uh, they can make a nice, like, gold-plated uh, gunpla of it? Oh, there have been many <laughs> made already. <laughs> Yeah. Because, yeah, the Phoenix showed up in, like, some short before, and, yeah, there's definitely been <laughs> plenty Phoenix uh, material released. <laughs> Not surprising. But, um... The, the shows are basically made to make more gun model, <laughs> gunpla models. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's actually part of the reason Gundam is still around. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I was... For anyone who doesn't know, the, the the original Gundam series, I think it was supposed to go for 52 episodes, but then it got canceled to, like, 39. They managed to push for, like, a three or four extra episodes, so they, were like, ended at, like, 42, 43. I don't remember what. But, like, the whole response to the initial show wasn't as great as you might think nowadays. But then it was, like, once they started selling model kits, they were, like selling so much that that was what managed to keep the Gundam franchise still alive. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, um, but yeah, back to the movie, um, so yeah, this, like, the main three characters were, like, like, it starts out the movie with them as children during the, pretty sure it was, like, the end of the one-year war, where one of the, uh, they, the, apparently they were, like, dubbed the three miracle children, because they foresaw that the colony was gonna fall near them, so they managed to save a bunch of people. This, you know, obviously them then being known as new types, and, uh, so, stuff kind of happened to them <laughs> in the, uh, like, 20 year, or like, 18, 20-ish years, some, something, don't remember the exact, but yeah. So, one of them is supposedly still piloting the Phoenix, and the other two are trying to capture it, as well as a whole bunch of people dealing with the whole ending of Unicorn, and the, uh, ramifications that uh what of uh what new types in psycho frame are capable of the thing it's i don't know like with gundam movies sometimes i feel like there's they're not long enough it, this was like only a hundred or an hour and 40 minutes and i feel like they definitely could have used some expanding on some things like the villain in it was definitely not expanded on enough i think <laughs> definitely it's like there was talking about how like you know there were like there was a thing at the beginning of the movie that was like some of the creators talking about uh the movie and what and such and like they were saying like they felt like unicorn was like the end of like the of a lot of uh stuff for the uc era but also that like narrative would be a new kicking off point for some other storylines so curious to see where it's going to go and because uh, they also after the credits rolled we got a small little snippet of a uh, new Gundam I think it's gonna be a movie but this one is like for it was a preview for Gundam Hathaway's Flash which was a novel previously so people do know some of the storyline plots that are going to be handled. I don't know what they're going to change, but uh, yeah, there's definitely some interesting plot lines in that that are going to be not sure if they're going to change or not. <laughs> um, but One other interesting part was, was um, as I said, there was like a thing at the beginning. One other part that was talked about was that uh, some of the English voice cast was talking about how they felt with uh, doing the voices for it. At which point I realized, oh shoot, I'm at a dubbed showing, not a showing. Oh crap. <laughs> yeah, it was the only showtime that there was, so there wasn't going to be a subtitled showing. Oh darn. So, I mean, I, that is one thing I, I do want to watch it with the Japanese voices when the uh, Blu-ray comes out. But, um... So, the funny thing was, was that in that beginning part, there was sort of some oddly timed uh, clapping applause, and so I was like, I kind of had an idea, but I wasn't sure, but by when the movie ended, and people were walking out, someone did actually say, hey, guess what? The voices for two of the main cast are right here. I'm like, oh, what do you know? <laughs> 
And yeah, there were like like three or five seats away from me. <laughs> I so. guess like living in LA, that's probably, you know, pretty common. <laughs> yeah, so I just that was just kind of funny. It's like, oh hey, I was watched the movie with two of the people who did voice work with. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, it's definitely if you enjoy Gundam and especially like the UC timeline, that's it definitely is something to watch, but definitely not a starting off point for watching Gundam. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then in terms of anime series, you know, Shield Hero Slime, as you were watching, um, some of the other shows I picked up for the season. Um, the Price of Smiles is a show that I'm still not sure about. <laughs> but, um,. By the second episode, they've definitely proved their title, because uh, it's apparently about a, a war on some other planet between for resources, and I don't know. It's like it's weird because it's it's sort of following both sides of the war, and like the, there's like two protagonists for you know like one on each side, but yeah. I don't. It, it's like. They've, like, kind of gotten a decent way through, like, one one of the sides has, like, kind of invaded all the way to the capital already. But for some reason, it still feels like I'm waiting for the show to start. (laughs) It's just, I don't know, it doesn't feel like they've started. (laughs) It just all feels like prologue for some reason. It's it's weird. Remember the opening made it seem like the, the two of them would, like, meet and have some kind of relationship. Not, like... Relationship, relationship, which, you know, get to know each other or something. But I don't know if that was just, you know, the the opening theme kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, they have revealed some connection that they kind of have. I mean, if you've, like, like you know, you pay attention to what some of the things... I don't think any of the characters know about that connection at all. <laughs> but I don't know. It's... it's I, I don't know what to think about that show. <laughs> Um, but I mean, there were, there were mechs in it, so I was like, I guess I have to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Amsible man has mechs, (laughs) must watch. Yeah. Um, another show been uh, watched in the Magical Girl Spec Ops Asuka, which is, I guess if you, it's like, if you treat Magical Girls as an actual military force, you get this show. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, there, there's the backstory that, like, they had to some... I don't know if they were just classified as aliens or whatever, but, like, invaded with magic. And so humanity teamed up with some other magical aliens and managed and made magical girls to combat this. And like, this you is, yeah, like you do. Like you do. This is apparently the aftermath of a world where magical girls exist now. Um, I, I think it was funny. It was like one of the episodes was titled is just like the a realistic way of dealing or the most realistic way of dealing with a problem, which I don't know why that title just made me laugh as hard as it did. But I don't know. It was just funny. <laughs> it was just because like, hey, equip people who don't have magical powers with guns that are loaded with magical bullets. And it's like, yeah, it, I guess that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah. Uh, other show is uh, Bookie Pop and Others, which I guess there was a previous series for this, which I never watched. I think there was like an OVA, and I think the OVA covered a very limited amount of it or something like that. Okay. From what but, I understand, I I still haven't watched either the OVA or the new show, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I am still very uh, lost even <laughs> <laughs> watch, watching this show. Like, I looked up a little bit into it. Apparently, there's like a bunch of different stuff, and I don't know. It's like the way the show works. Like, there's apparently this uh, boogie pop uh, myth or something that. I, I'm still. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it because it's <laughs> like it's it follows like a bunch of different characters. Like it because it, it'll like be the perspective of like two or three different characters even within one episode. <laughs> oh wow! But it's like so it's dealing with just sort of either supernatural things that pop up. I think we're still only in the second arc. This one is like, but. Yeah, I don't know. If you if you like some like mystery uh stuff. <laughs> the show is just kind of all over the place. Mhm. But yeah, it's definitely an interesting watch to figure out like see what uh how characters are dealing with everything. And then uh last anime I've been watching is uh Kimetsuka I'm pretty sure I did not say that right. <laughs> Kamurikusa? I, I'm not sure. They've That's what said, it looks like in the document. I don't know. They've said it many times in the show, and I'm just trying to rem- remember how they've said it. But uh, <laughs> um, this one is apparently, like, the whole planet is completely desolate now. And there are, like, three sisters that are just sort of living in it that... Uh, don't not sure that they're really human or not, as they don't really know either. Because <laughs> <laughs> like they they think they're human, but then in the first episode, someone shows up that you would think to be human, but they don't think he's human. I don't. It's weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently there are like some they uh, in the world. There's like these things called red bugs, which looks like it's sort of machinery that's gone haywire and uh they've they're kind of trying to just survive in this world and kind of figure out what if they even like figure out why even be there the interesting Mm -hmm. part of this is is that i don't know if it's just because it's the same studio and it's 3d animated but i some people online have been like wondering if this is somehow like a prequel to uh what was it kimono land of the illustrious no no not land of the illustrious oh (laughs) no it was like the one that one show where it was like the like the main character is trying to figure out what animal they are because they're surrounded by a bunch of animals and like but they're the animal that they are is human oh um kimono friends yeah that like i can't remember if it was i can't i don't know if people were actually serious about that somehow being related, <laughs> not. or if it was, I, I don't. Know, it was just sort of funny. I'm like, wait. I guess what? I haven't seen either show, but <laughs> Kimono Friends, I believe, was a very like lighthearted kind of you know 
funny little short show, and it, this doesn't sound anything like that, but I, I guess it could be wrong. I haven't seen either, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know either. It's so, but yeah, it's the the animation isn't really that great, but I don't know. <laughs> it's I don't know why I've just been interested in it, watching it. On the American side of animation, uh, talked about it last time, but uh, Young Justice Outsiders finished the first half of their season, uh, and that that show is just amazing. <laughs> like I I can't say enough about it because like DC's animated side has just always been so good. <laughs> it was, it's always weird to like it's like because their movie output not as great but yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god like they're ah oh, it's just been so good like they in the later in like the last few episodes they uh introduced cyborg to their team and mm-hmm. one of the best parts about that was like uh cyborg from uh like teen titans go like they they obviously used a different voice actor than that cyborg but um like as his before he became cyborg he was like you know a football player and in like in the locker room one of the other like football players on the team was voiced by that guy who was like the cyborg in teen titans go (laughs) so it was like that was hilarious and then the other thing was like in Teen Titans Go, that cyborg has like a crush on Wonder Woman. I think it's the case in like the DC Lego movies as well, which I think is the same guy. Um, so it was hilarious because in in the locker room they're discussing like like who, people who has a crush on like who in the Justice League, and like so one of the other guys was like talking about Wonder Woman, and then the guy who's like voiced the cyborg from Go was like. Nah, it's like not Wonder Woman. It's like I think it was like all about like Black Canary or something. And I'm like, oh my god, it's just <laughs> why that they referenced that was just hilarious. Ah, <laughs> uh, God. Not to mention, <clears throat> I don't want to say spoilers. Or I don't want to talk about the full-on spoilers of this. But there was a another hilarious crossover with Teen Titans Go, with something called uh, Doom Patrol Go which had something to do with Beast Boy, and I'm not going to say more, because you just need to watch it. <laughs> I, I just... It is so hilarious and depressing at the same time, but mm, so good. Uh, just... If only they can make their live-action movies as good as this stuff. But yeah, and then, on like the actual plot side, there are some definite uh stuff happening in the with the villains in the background that is not necessarily going to go well for our heroes in the second half of this season but uh yeah just definitely worth just like i don't know like pay for a month of the dc's streaming service and just like binge it (laughs) and and then in, in other streaming services uh uh, Ruby's volume six came to a close and uh, definitely <laughs> it's kind of a mixed feeling on how it ended because they definitely they they finally kind of got where they needed to go 
but you were also kind of thinking that they might get there earlier and to just sort of end the season on that was like you kind of wanted more but we did before that one of the fights near right near the end was uh some very great closure for a couple of for uh Blake and Yang so that was some very good moments in that fight what uh led right after Ruby though was that uh, Rooster Teeth also released their new series uh, called Chenlock which again had robot giant robots in it so had to watch it <laughs> <laughs> of course is it related to Gen Con uh no I do not oh, believe so because <laughs> I'm going to Gen Con this year does uh do you do you transfer your mind into a robot in at Gen Con I don't think so <laughs> Then, then no, I don't think they're related. Oh, okay. But yeah, so yeah, I mean, the premise for this is like, I mean, there's an enemy force that they kind they kind of invaded has been and has been using nanotech to kind of really fuck with the <laughs> combat in terms of just disintegrating stuff as well as hijacking equipment. So one of the technologies that uh, they've been working on to help combat this was, well, actually sort of repurposed into helping combat this was this Genlock technology, which allows you to just sort of copy your, or transfer your mind into a mech instead of actually being inside of it and piloting it. Or like, you know, having your full body yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, couple of the characters were kind of have like a military background but they the, like three of them are sort of kind of new recruits some have like a little background of some stuff but they're also just now kind of like learning so part of that's sort of you know it's like working out the kinks with the whole teamwork thing which I think we're on episode five or six now and you know it's nice to see them like the characters developing and uh starting to about have a little more personality with their combat instead of just everyone's mech being the same um i will say it's interesting because they actually have a little more voice cast talent than you would expect because like michael b jordan is the voice of the main character which oh wow uh, yeah That's really cool <laughs> For for anyone who's not entirely sure, that was the actor who was the vil- main villain in uh, the Black Panther movie. He <laughs> was apparently a pretty big fan of anime, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, shoot, who are the other two? Um, I don't remember the name, but one of the characters' main mech- other mech pilots is voiced by the actress who does Arya Stark. <laughs> oh, nice. And, yeah... One other, oh, duh, uh, the doctor behind the, God, I just said that, um, yeah, the doctor behind the technology is also, uh, David Trennett, which, oh, from, uh, uh, Doctor Who and other stuff, and Jessica Jones, main villain, oh, yeah, 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 and oh, I'm God, like, he was so good, Jessica Jones, <laughs> I should have thought of that, yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of him there, but, yeah, because I said doctor, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is not, true. Not even intentional, but I mean, like, he is a doctor, because he's, like, head of this new research, so. 
<laughs> but yeah, so it's I definitely like the first couple of episodes are sort of setting the scene. It's like it felt all right, but yeah, definitely they've been picking up in terms of character interaction and so and definitely been enjoying that. Um and then lastly on Netflix, uh I think I forgot to talk about this last time, but uh, the Netflix Voltron series uh, finally aired its last season, and um, not really sure how I felt about it. It's there were some few neat scenes, but overall, I I don't know. I think you'd be better served just sort of stopping at the last season. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, they kind of went. I think they went a little too overboard with their storyline on that last part. But yeah, yeah, it's like if you just stop the last season, like right before the like uh, last battle that would lead into this this last season, uh, it would, I think, be better. You people might be better <laughs> off that way. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just kind of off. Um, but surprisingly, uh, Netflix also has an animated Carmen Sandiego series. <laughs> yeah, I saw the preview for that when I was loading up Netflix the other day. But yeah, it was, uh, wasn't really sure what to think going into it, but I actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, which I guess this time around, the uh, Carmen is actually a good guy instead of the bad guy. Which I guess <laughs> it's like, I mean, I, I was like, what originally a like an edutainment video game, so it was like the player was chasing after what Carmen San Diego. Yeah. But uh, so this time now it's like I mean she's her background was like in the. You find out in, like, the first couple episodes that, like, she was with that, uh, actually, like, titled evil organization. Um, but then was, like, sort of decided that, uh, they weren't really where she wanted to be. <laughs> so now she's, like, stealing stuff before they can steal it. So, not entirely working with the law, but also not really with the villains. Oh, no, Vile. Vile is the name, not evil. Though I think that's still the same letters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's only, I think, like, ten episodes. And definitely left off with... Uh, <laughs> definitely they want to do more seasons, but uh, I don't think it ended too in too poor of a place. But, yeah, it was, it was surprisingly fun watch. Cool. And, uh, yeah, it's about what I've been watching. <laughs> I'm decent, decent list there, too. <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess we will jump into the anime of the month. And, uh, it's my pick this month. So, going the other way, uh, from an adaptation of anime into, uh, Western live action, I picked <laughs> an anime that's an adaptation of a Western novel. So, um, this anime is called Gankutsuo, The Count of Monte Cristo, which is an adaptation of The Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> um, 
But, of course, anime-ish, it has to be uh, a little bit different. So it's set in the future, in space, like you do, where um, the Count is, instead of, uh, uh, he's he's got this, well, if you haven't uh, read The Count of Monte Cristo, the, the, the Count has been, like, wrongly accused of something, and he kind of seeks revenge, and so that's the theme of the show. Um, but in this case, he has, like, a, a secret power called Gondokutsuo that uh, he's gained that essentially gives him some extra powers that kind of help him out kind of thing but uh um it's a very interesting show and i think one of the most interesting things about it and what's made it kind of fairly recognizable among anime fans is the animation style because they kind of they animated it but instead of having like solid colors for clothing and um even like the backgrounds and stuff they basically put in like this pattern thing that doesn't that's like kind of locked in place so as the character moves and their clothing moves, it'll kind of like move, but the the pattern stays in the same spot. So the, the clothing like moves over. It's it's a really weird art style and um, one you kind of have to see to to really grasp. And it's very interesting. It, it it definitely makes it like the first episode. You watch it and you're like <laughs> more trying to get used to the art style than anything else. But uh, um, it's actually a pretty decent show. They had. Uh, uh, Western band, um, or actually the singer, Jean Jacques Burnell of The Stranglers, who did the uh, main themes for it. So uh, we actually watched this in our anime club in university and <laughs> ended up being one of the songs that everyone would sing along to because it was all in English. <laughs> but uh, yeah, very interesting show, very kind of crazy art style. And obviously they take a lot of liberties with the, uh, the Count of Monte Cristo, but uh, ends up being pretty interesting and overall pretty good um and uh, that's the anime of the month so it i did check this time it's available on crunchyroll and then it's also available on amazon prime but not for prime you have to you have to pay for it but uh if you're curious about some uh how you know anime adapts uh western novels that's one to check out and i guess that'll about do it for episode 30 so uh you got anything else for us wyatt um, yeah, I just think I'm actually, it's like, now gonna, for next month, actually start working on my backlog, which I think I will be putting near Automata at the top of that, which, oh, shoot, <laughs> I forgot <laughs> to mention this, but, um, yeah, uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll put this under one more thing, as they one like to do thing. at, uh, Final Fantasy announcements. So that this is thematically correct, right? But um, yeah, uh, the w- they announced that the one of the the twenty four man raid for the next expansion of Final Fantasy will be crossing over with Nier Automata. <laughs> oh yeah, is, I saw that. that which is why I wanted to actually get around to playing that game. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yay memory. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how people have been like questioning how in the hell that's gonna work, and they're like, "Yeah, just <laughs> just play through the main story first before you wonder how it's gonna work out, and it should make sense." Yeah, but, yeah. So it's, it's I, nice when I, I get a reason to actually put a game in my backlog at the top and actually play it. Yeah, yeah. I played the first like hour of it, and I I just got distracted by other things. It wasn't I wasn't enjoying it. I just. I was like, oh, I need to go do this other thing, and then <laughs> didn't play it anymore. So, 
Yeah. It's also in my backlog. <laughs> Along with so many other games. <laughs> yep. <laughs> my my hope is that I can work on Kingdom Hearts three. And also finish the couple of reviews that I have that I still haven't finished. <laughs> um, that would be a good idea. Yeah, I, I really should do that. But uh, I guess that'll do it for uh, episode 30. So um, if you enjoyed what you heard here uh, and you want to contact us, sidequest at psnation.com or Twitter uh, at sidequestcast. Uh, there's also going to be a post on the PS Nation website. You're welcome to... Leave comments there or on the PS Nation forums. Um, if you want to help us out, the best way to do that is through affiliate store links. So if you go to psnation.com, there should be a link at the top for um, buy stuff. And I think there's a link on the side too. It will bring you to the affiliate page. And from there, you can get links to a bunch of different online retailers like Amazon and Best Buy and some other stuff. And if you go through our links and you buy something, we get a little uh, little cut for quote-unquote, referring you to there. <laughs> um, and that really helps us out. Um, I've already been seeing some emails for E3, so might be gearing up for that pretty soon. And uh, all that little bit, that little bit helps. So uh, that'll do it for this episode. I guess uh, have a good uh, February, have a good March, and we'll see you next month. Later.